Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Hey, you want that to go? And now we got some takeouts on the stories we want you to keep on top of today. A judge has approved a $150 million settlement between Bank of America and the SEC, which gets Bank of America out from under the weight of a persistent legal problem. New York Times finance reporter Louise Story has been following this story for us. Louise, $150 million, I have to say, in the world of Bank of America doesn't sound like too much money, but this goes all the way back to, to when Bank of America merged with Merrill Lynch, right? That's right. Um, Todd, if this sounds like deja vu to you, this is deja vu because last August, the SEC and Bank of America settled. They went before this same judge, but at that time, the settlement was only $33 million, and the judge threw the settlement out. It was really a groundbreaking event in the banking and SEC regulatory world. He threw it out. So what you're seeing, what happened yesterday, is that the SEC and Bank of America came back with a new settlement, and it is higher. $150 million is higher than $33 million. The judge said this is still paltry. He had very harsh words. He said this is half-baked justice at best. However, he said that he has to show some deference, and so he did approve it even while he criticized the SEC and the bank. That's some incendiary rhetoric, I guess, from the judge in the case. He sounds like a pretty colorful character, and yet it, it does sound on the face of it, and I'm not on the inside of the case, obviously, that $150 million in, in B of A land is sort of nickels and dimes. It is, but what we're talking about here is just the first of several cases Bank of America has to deal with regarding the Merrill merger. This case is over the fact that Bank of America did not disclose huge losses that Merrill Lynch had right before the merger, and they didn't disclose huge bonuses that Merrill was you know, paying, pushing out the door money. They were pushing out the door before the merger, and the judge was very clear. The bank has continued to say that these non-disclosures were not a problem, but the bank, the judge was very clear that if shareholders had known this information, he said, they would have thought twice about approving the merger, or they might have sought its renegotiation. So the judge very clearly established that shareholders were wronged, and this will have implications in many shareholder lawsuits against the bank, as well as a case that's still pending by the Attorney General of New York. So the cost may come later on. It seems like up to this point, paying $150 million for not disclosing big bonuses uh, or, uh, or big losses might have been worth the money for Bank of America. I don't right, know. Right, well, but the cost may, may be coming. May, they may be coming later. Louise Story from the New York Times. Thanks. And now for a takeout from Vancouver. Jason Stallman is with us again. He's the Olympics editor for our partner, the New York Times. Women figure skaters are going to be on the ice tonight for their short programs. Lots of things going on. The U.S. men took gold in figure skating. So, Jason, anyone among the U.S. women expected to have a shot at a medal? Frankly, the Americans don't really have a strong contender in this field. We'll have 30 skaters going in the short program, 2 minutes 50 seconds each, and uh, the best the Americans have to offer is probably Rachel Flatt. She's solid, but she's really not on par with some of the uh, the skaters from Japan and South Korea. This one's expected to go down to Kim Yuna, a South Korean skater who's trying to win the first figure skating gold for that country, and uh, her main rivals are Mao Asada, Mickey Ando of Japan.
Well, she, Rachel Flatt is quite young. Isn't she only like 17 years old? She is. She's a straight-A student at uh, Cheyenne High School in Colorado Springs, as a matter of fact. Proud parents. <laughs> Absolutely. So our, I assume that we're expecting that our young skaters, to be, because 16-year-old Mira Nagasu. Mira Nagasu. Yes, yeah, we're expecting them to grow into this sport, maybe come back in four years and be a little bit more strong contenders. That's certainly the hope, um, and Nagasu does have a lot of potential. She's uh, certainly the, the United States' most colorful personality, but, but right now there's a pretty big gulf between uh, Nagasu, Rachel Flatt, and uh, the skaters from Japan and, and Kim Yuna of Korea. Well, it'll still be well-watched and enjoyed show program, the Olympics event tonight. Jason Stallman, thanks so much. He's the Olympics editor for our partner, the New York Times. For our last takeout now, we turn the microphone over to you, the listeners. Our series, Frustration Nation, continues later on this morning. And what's got you really frustrated? As one listener put it to us, congressional constipation. I'm tremendously frustrated with the gridlock in Congress. That's Jay calling, uh, Jay calling us from Detroit on 8778-MY-TAKE. I am even more frustrated with the fact that the media has, with the exception of Rachel Maddow, has done virtually nothing to explain filibuster and why there's gridlock to the American public. I like to think we've tried to do our part, but we'll be talking more about your frustration with the media and the media later on this morning. But when we heard from many of you, most of you were most irritated by, by the stalling on one topic, that's health care. This is Joel Ryan from Lewiston, Colorado, and I think healthcare reform is stumbling because everyone's focused on insurance companies and costs and Byzantine systems like Medicare, when people need to be looking at what's going on with healthcare reform and our families. Some of you are pretty, also pretty nice. You had some polite advice for the folks on Capitol Hill. My name is Juan. I'm calling from Miami. To fix the system is quite simple. Limit corporate contributions to campaigns. This is Miranda from South Carolina. I'm pretty frustrated with what's going on in Washington. I think since they can't accomplish anything to save us all some money, they should vote themselves a 20% pay cut and take a couple of furlough days to help bring down that budget deficit. Well, that's likely if they can't pass health care, but the, the, the congressman will surely uh, vote for a pay cut, yeah. right? You know they always do. They always vote to lower their own salaries, don't yeah, they? Yeah, not. <laughs> what's your take? Are you frustrated with what's going on in, in Washington? And, and because frustration with Washington isn't a new thing, today we're asking you specifically, what's been the single most irritating moment that you've seen in politics, either now or maybe it's something that's happened in previous years? Let us know at 8778 take or post your comments on the website, thetakeaway.org.